On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action looking to snap their current seven-game losing skid tonight against the Los Angeles Kings. I'll be going over a full preview of the matchup, plus the Blackhawks' projected lineup and starting goaltender for the contest. And then to wrap things up, I'll also get into Arvid Soderblom recently making history for the Rockford Icehogs. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, April 12th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast. It'll only take a quick couple of seconds. A quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And you can also go and leave me a review on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And best of all, if you like what you're hearing today, it's 100% for free to listen wherever you may be tuning into your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then definitely be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every, every episode from here on out, folks, is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so already, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I recently just got over the 100 subscriber hump. I'm really trying to boost those numbers up. Also, be sure to go and smash the like button for me. Go leave a comment down below on your prediction of tonight's game between the Chicago Blackhawks and Los Angeles Kings. And be sure to turn on those push notifications as well so you can be notified when the episode is uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off the day. And to kick things off this morning, folks, let's get into the Blackhawks matchup later this evening with the Los Angeles Kings. This is going to be the second of three meetings between these two teams this season, with the first coming not all too long ago. That came back on uh, March 24th out in L.A. And if you all remember correctly, believe it or not, Blackhawks fans, that was actually the last game the Chicago Blackhawks won. They were winless ever since March 24th when they came out with that win against the Kings. They've now lost seven consecutive games including the first three during this current five-game homestand. And in that first matchup, um, we kind of saw some signs and hints of sloppy play and that this team was kind of starting to struggle because in that matchup, the Blackhawks actually blew leads of 1-0, to 2-1, to and 3-2, to although they did still emerge victorious in a shootout thanks to 
an incredible performance out of Colin Delia. He stopped 43 of the 46 shots that he faced, including all three that he saw in the shootout. Um, But of course, in their very next game, that's when the Blackhawks took on the Vegas Golden Knights in Vegas. They held a 3-0 lead going into the third period, but wound up blowing it, losing 5-4 in overtime. And then their very next game after that, that's when they were up 4-0 against the Buffalo Sabres, only to lose a heartbreaker with 12 seconds left in regulation. So um, even though you know they ended up winning that game against the Kings, it was kind of the first sign that this team was not heading in the right direction down the stretch of the season. But tonight, they'll look to snap their current losing skid when they take on the Kings for the second time this year, as I said. This is going to be a 7.30 p.m. Central Time puck drop and will be televised on NBC Sports Chicago for all those curious with Eddie Olchek and Pat Foley getting the call together for the second last time up in the broadcast booth. Their final game together is actually going to come on Thursday in just two days when the Hawks take on the San Jose Sharks, but I'm actually going to be in attendance at the United Center for that one. So. This, for me, is actually going to be my last hurrah listening to the great Pat Foley. I'll definitely be DVRing that game on Thursday, um, but very sad that the this is the end of uh, the Pat Foley era here in Chicago, if you will. Sadly, all good things must come to an end. I do believe it really is kind of time to move into a different direction. Don't get me wrong. I love Pat. But I think it's just kind of clear that he's past his prime in terms of calling a game. And it's it's been tough for him as well. The situation, you know, with COVID and everything, teams only meeting up with the same seven uh, teams, only playing interdivision games last season. For a broadcaster's perspective, you really haven't gotten an outlook on about two-thirds or even more of the entire NHL since 2019-2020. So I understand why been a little bit of a struggle for him to kind of gain knowledge of players on other teams that the Blackhawks don't see quite that frequently. Um, But I think that's kind of, you know, while the Blackhawks supposedly aren't pushing him out and articles have kind of come out supporting that fact that they're not pushing him out. This is kind of Pat just deciding this is what's best for him as well. Um, But I do think all in all, it is kind of the right time to head into a different direction. I'm really excited to see what Chris Vosters has to offer because uh, despite just kind of learning the NHL game and becoming familiar with the Blackhawks, I thought he's done a pretty darn good job overall. There are some things he needs to work on, but those things are are definitely fixable. And I think as he becomes more comfortable alongside Eddie, he can kind of lean on him up there in the broadcast booth as he starts getting more and more reps in the same situation rather than, you know, bouncing back and forth doing a game every couple of weeks or here and there. I think once he's in the booth for good and locked in, we've heard him say he's going to give it his all and he's going to fully commit himself to this job. So I I really do believe uh, Chris Vosters is going to wind up being a nice addition to the Blackhawks broadcast booth. Obviously, he's got some massive shoes to fill, uh, but I hope Blackhawks fans out there at least give him a chance and uh, don't make a judgment too quickly when he really hasn't been able to get into a rhythm up in the Blackhawks broadcast booth. Uh, but going back to Pat, obviously this this is very sad to see that he's only got two games left. 
Uh, but, you know, he, he's always going to be my GOAT announcer. And uh, there are just going to be so many moments um, in, of, of which his voice is going to go along with. And they're just going to be embedded in my head forever. So um, I'm sure it's going to be a super fun call these last couple of games between uh, Eddie O and Pat. I was also at the game on Sunday against Dallas, but I heard his call with Dale Talon uh, was definitely an intriguing one and made for uh, a fun listen, despite the Blackhawks not coming out on the winning side. So uh, even if you don't care to watch Blackhawks games anymore this season, we only got 10 games left. At least be sure to tune in to uh, hear Eddie and Pat these last couple times together up in the Blackhawks broadcast booth. All right, there is a quick preview of tonight's matchup with the Los Angeles Kings. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the projected goaltender battle between the Hawks and Kings, as well as the Blackhawks' projected lineup. But first, I got to talk to you all about Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find elsewhere is Shady Ray's insane protection program. Shady Ray's includes lost and broken protection on every pair of sunglasses. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened. So give them a try, and even if you don't love them, you're going to pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Ray's. And exclusively for our listeners, head on over to ShadyRays.com right now and use the code LOCKEDON to get 50% off two or more pairs of of polarized sunglasses. That's ShadyRays.com with the promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, for the best deal of the season on sunglasses. I also need to talk to you all about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season is finally upon us and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to where the next fired manager is going to land or who is going to be the first fired manager this season. Regardless of what it is, Bet Online remains your number one spot for sports betting here in 2022. And it's not just baseball. From the NHL and NBA playoffs, boxing and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, getting into segment two now today. I also wanted to be sure to go over the Blackhawks' projected lineup for tonight's matchup against Los Angeles, as well as the projected goaltender battle. Sorry, I got something in my eye real quick, folks. But after hearing head coach Derek King talk to the media yesterday following the Blackhawks' practice session, we now have a pretty good idea of what the lineup is going to look like here tonight. First, we do know that Colin Delia is going to be back in net, making his fourth start of the season up at the NHL level. And as I talked about for uh, a moment in the first segment, Delia, in the opening meeting against the Kings back on March 24th, put together a remarkable performance, stopping 43 of the 46 shots that he faced to pick up his lone victory of the season. Since then, he really hasn't played all that much. He got in there for the third period on Sunday against Dallas. His only other start came 
uh, nearly two weeks ago when the Blackhawks had a back-to-back down in Florida and Delia was a net for the first of those two games against the Florida Panthers. And in that one, Delia did end up earning the loss, but he still stopped 40 of the 44 shots that he saw. And I thought, you know, none of them were bad goals. He hung in there really well and gave a really solid outing against the top offense in the entire NHL. So in his two starts since he's been recalled, it's been really solid out of Colin Delia for the most part. Uh, He stopped 83 of the 90 shots that he's faced overall and kind of is proving everyone wrong once again and proving that he could play at at the highest level. Um, Now, I don't think he has much of a future here in Chicago considering they kind of done him dirty over the last couple of years. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent and will have his say in the matter. Uh, I, I give it like maybe a five to 10% chance that Delia comes back. And the only way I think that would happen is if they guaranteed that he'd have the starting job opening the season. That's something I don't know if the Blackhawks front office would be willing to do. So for many different reasons, I really don't expect Colin Delia to be coming back here in Chicago, but we, we've seen that he's kind of playing with a chip on his shoulder right now. And uh, kind of is, I, I mean, I'm assuming he's really giving it his all to try and show the rest of the league what he's capable of. So uh, even though this isn't a very meaningful game for the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, while you'd love to see them snap this dreadful losing skid that they're in the midst of, uh, it's certainly meaningful to Colin Delia and his future. So I expect him uh, to be locked in and on his A game once again tonight, looking to help the Hawks end this seven-game losing streak. As for the Kings, they've actually um, split their starts in net fairly evenly throughout the course of the season with uh, Cal Peterson and Jonathan Quick kind of being a, a 1A, 1B situation. I believe Quick's made 39 starts on the year, while Peterson's made 33 or something like that. Uh, but if I had to guess, obviously I'm recording this before the morning skates get underway, uh, but if I had to guess, Peterson was in net for the Kings' 6-3 to three loss to the Minnesota Wild on Sunday, so that kind of would uh, point to Jonathan Quick likely being back in that it would likely be his turn tonight in Chicago if I had to guess but either way regardless of whether the Kings go with quick or whether they go with Peterson the defense and the goaltending really has been the strength of this team throughout the course of the season and I actually I remember talking about this in uh, my preview of the matchup the first time these two teams played when you go and look at some of the deeper numbers or the more significant numbers for the Los Angeles Kings this year there's really nothing that's all that impressive. Like they're, they're 28th on the power play. They're 22nd on the penalty kill, 22nd in goals for per game as well. But they're also 11th in goals against, and they rank second in shots on goal against per game. So they're certainly a tough team to play against. They have a nice mixture of both veteran experience and some young young guys who are really just starting to step onto the scene. Um, but you know, it's tough. They make it tough for their opponents to find success offensively. That's really been their bread and butter throughout the way. And that's what's kind of carried them into this playoff spot that they currently find themselves in. Now, they're only in that playoff spot by two points right now. The Vegas Golden Knights are just two points back of them. It's an absolute dogfight out west right now. So uh, this is going to be a whole lot more crucial of a game for the Kings than it is for the Blackhawks, which is definitely something that the Hawks and 
Derek King and the players need to keep in mind throughout the way that this is a Kings team that's probably going to be playing with a lot of desperation from start to finish. But as for the Blackhawks lineup tonight, the one change we're going to see up front, we're still going to see the same 12 forwards with Dominic Kubelik, Tyler Johnson, and Henrik Borgstrom serving as the healthy scratches. Philip Kershev, Jonathan Taves, and Patrick Kane are going to remain as the top line. Boris Kachuk, Reese Johnson, and Mackenzie Entwistle are going to remain as the fourth line. The only changes we're going to see up front is that Lucas Reichel and Taylor Radish are swapping positions. So that means Reichel will now be joining Alex DeBrinkett and Dylan Strom on the second line, which I think is a really good spot for him. And in that game on Sunday against Dallas, Reichel had so many opportunities to net both his first NHL goal and his first NHL point. Unfortunately, he just wasn't able to put the puck in the back of the net, and the Blackhawks weren't able to capitalize on his opportunities. Um, But if he plays like that once again here tonight, there's certainly reason to believe that he could be picking up his first point uh, against the Los Angeles Kings here at the United Center. And then for Radish, he'll be bumping down to the third line, joining Kirby Dock and Sam Lafferty. And I kind of like this move. All three of those guys can provide some size and physicality. And Radish and uh, Lafferty in particular are both pretty strong skaters who are able kind of to create space for each other offensively. And we saw that on uh, late in the third period on Sunday against Dallas as well. Sam Lafferty and Kirby Dock both did a good job of using their speed to create some space. And then Kirby went on to pick top corner for a highlight reel type goal. Unfortunately, it came in garbage time, uh, but hopefully, you know, that will give them some momentum coming into this one tonight as well, uh, because the Blackhawks are, are certainly going to need offense from all four forward lines against one of the best defense and goaltending combos in the league in Los Angeles. And then on the back end for the Blackhawks real quick, we do know that Caleb Jones is going to be drawing back into the lineup, but Derek King did not state who he's going to be coming in for. He did not say who's going to be the odd man out tonight. So just taking a stab at it here. Uh, Sadly, if I had to guess, I do think it probably will be Alex Vlasic because I talked about this on the show yesterday. I said, I wonder if Derek King has the cojones to scratch Jake McKay because he's not been very good recently and not been very good for most of the season. But When King spoke with the media, he did say that Jake McCabe is going to be going back to the right side. So we know he's going to be into the lineup tonight. Uh, Seth Jones, he's not coming out. That's fairly obvious. Calvin DeHaan, I don't think is going to be coming out either. Uh, And then Eric Gustafson has actually put together a couple of solid games in a row here recently. And he's been pitching in a bit more on the offensive end and not been absolute dog crap in his own zone. So. Uh, And based on how Kings handled him for the most part this year, he seems to have a soft spot for Gustafson. I'm going to guess he's in the lineup, and that leaves only Alex Vlasic and Riley Stillman. Stillman's been paired up with Seth Jones on that top pairing for the last few games. So if I had to guess, I think he's going to stay there. Uh, I do think that Vlasic is just the more likely option to draw out, despite playing well uh, in his last couple of games too. All right. There's the Blackhawks projected lineup for tonight's game against the Kings at the United Center. Coming up in just a minute, I will get into goalie prospect Arvid Soderblom making Rockford Icehogs history recently. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online and do-it-yourselfers 
for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And you can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much both money and time for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And be sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three today, I also wanted to be sure to get into Rockford Icehogs goaltender Arvid Soderblom picking up his 18th win of the season which actually sets the record for most wins by a rookie goaltender in Ice Hogs history. And all in all, it has been a spectacular first AHL season for Arvid Soderblom. He's now posted an 18-11-3 record along with a 2.76 goals against average, an impressive 9-17 save percentage, and he's added two shutouts in his first 31 appearances at the AHL level. And really. Soderblom is one of the main reasons why the Rockford Icehogs are currently in a position to qualify for the playoffs other than Lucas Reichel. I mean, I don't watch Rockford all that often, I will admit, but it seems like Soderblom uh, really could be the team MVP right now due to his steady play in net. And I remember early on in the season, he was seeing like 35 to 40 shots a game. The Icehogs defense was not doing him any favors early on in the season, but he stood his ground and kept them alive, and now all of a sudden, um, they're on an incredible run here as of late. And by the way, Blackhawks fans, one thing I wanted to add is that with only 10 games left in the NHL season, I'm definitely going to start talking more and more about the Ice Hogs these next couple of weeks. As, as I mentioned, they're on a push for the playoffs right now, and actually, they've been on a tremendous run here recently. They're 11-3-1 in their last 15 games, so they're hitting their peak at the right time of the season, and I'll definitely be talking about these hogs uh, more in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully for the next month or so, meaning that they're in the midst of a successful postseason run as well, which that would be so great and so important for a handful of players that are currently down there, like Arvid Soderblom as well, you know, Ian Mitchell, uh, a ton of defensemen who are looking to make that jump. There's a couple of key forwards in there as well, I'm sure. Reichel will be back with the Ice Hogs for the postseason. Uh, so it's going to be crucial to a lot of guys, even though, you know, NHL experience would be great. Going through a postseason run like that together and understanding what it takes to be successful, even if it is in the AHL playoffs, I really do think that's going to be important for several guys moving forward in their professional careers. And going back to Soderblom for a minute, being only 22 years old and, and you know, his first season here in North America, what he's been able to do is really nothing short of incredible. And 
I know that in his first couple of NHL starts, you know, things didn't really go all that great. And um, I, I was just really frustrated to see, obviously I'm sure Soderblom would have liked to perform better and would have liked to given himself a better first impression with the Blackhawks fans. But I was really frustrated to see people say that, oh, you know, he's terrible. He's not an NHL goalie or just simply judging him based on his first couple of NHL experiences. Like, you got to understand, a 22-year-old goaltender in the NHL, like, that doesn't happen. You know, that young, like, they're still in college sometimes at that age. Like, being 22 years old in goal, you're, you're simply not ready, except for, you know, the Carter Hearts of the world and the Spencer Knights. Those guys are, they're unicorns in this game. I mean, that just simply does not happen. So. Uh, and had it not been for injuries and such and COVID problems, Soderblom would have never even sniffed the NHL level this year because uh, clearly he's just a little bit too raw for that at this point. Like, as I said, just still super young, doesn't have a ton of experience. It's his first year over in the United States of America and in North America. Um, so it really shouldn't be all that surprising that he wasn't standing on his head out there and he had a tough go of it. That shouldn't be all that surprising. Uh, but I, I really do believe that Arvid Soderblom is going to be a very solid netminder one day. And I don't want Blackhawks fans judging him at this age because it's just so, so foolish. He, he's just clearly not ready for that. Right. And um, he's starting to show us though, what he's capable of and why a lot of people are super excited about his future. Um, and given the position that the Blackhawks are in as an organization with their goaltender department, uh, I really do think that we could see Soderblom start to get more regular NHL action next year. Like, as I said, if it weren't for injuries and COVID situations, Arvid Soderblom wouldn't have been up here. But once he, you know, finishes up this first year with the Ice Hogs and hopefully goes through a successful playoff push. I'm really believing those are going to be things that are going to help him get ready to make that jump a little bit more smoothly next season. Like I really do think going into training camp, he's going to be in a battle for the backup job for the Blackhawks, or it could even be his spot to lose. Um, and two things are going to happen. One, he's either going to look ready and I think he's going to earn that number two job, or if he's not ready, Look, considering the path the Blackhawks are going down, there's absolutely no reason to rush anybody at this point. Stan Bowman's no longer around. He's not trying to save his job. There's no need to call up prospects far before they're NHL ready, which we saw time and time, time after time after time after time under Bowman's reign. Now that Kyle Davidson's here, and based on what he said and his actions, I like how you can kind of base it off of both. We know that he's not going to do the stupid move, like calling up Lucas Reichel well before he's ready. No, they were patient with him. They give him a couple of different stints. They want him down in, with the Ice Hogs playing meaningful hockey. They're not going to rush anybody. I fully believe that. I have full confidence that Kyle Davidson isn't going to be rushing anybody in. So that's what I kind of like about the situation with Soderblom. If he shows that he's ready next year, I think he's going to be the backup. But if not, um, I could see him also still spending a lot of time next year down with the Ice Hogs as well. But it should definitely make for an intriguing goaltender situation uh, heading into the summer, not only with what 
what's going to happen with Soderblom, whether or not he's going to be in the NHL next year full-time or not, but also given, um, you know, what's going to happen with Kevin Lankinen and Colin Delia, both being unrestricted free agents. Delia, as I said, doesn't seem all that likely to come back. And Lankinen, based on his struggles here throughout the season, I don't even know if the Blackhawks are going to be offering him a contract. So uh, it's definitely going to make for an intriguing summer. Um, but considering Arvid Soderblom being a pleasant surprise in net this year with the Ice Hogs, uh, we've seen plenty good out of him so far, and it definitely has me excited about his future mo- moving forward and also for the rest of the season with the Ice Hogs leading them into their postseason push. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Tuesday, April 12th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks and go and subscribe on YouTube. It's all for free, and if you do so, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out Locked On Fantasy Hockey as hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.